Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in this episode, we're going to close out the episode series of dealing with disappointments. This has definitely been a very impactful episode series for me too, because it's helped me to understand a little bit more about the whys behind the hurts and the disillusionment and what we can do next. If you're looking to take an even deeper dive as well with me about how you can handle disappointments in your business or in your life, stay tuned. We've got some really important tips I want to share with you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, thank you and welcome. Throwing my arms around you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening so that as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And for those of you guys who have been listening for multiple episodes, keep on listening (laughs) and tell your friends and tell your family, maybe your mama too, if you think your mama needs to listen to it, don't you know, but in a nice kind of way, you know, I want to make sure that we are expanding this community and I can't do that without your help. Everything I'm going to be talking with you is going to be discussed more in depth in Royalty. Royalty is a six month coaching experience with me where we take a deeper dive and talking about how you deal with your feelings, how those feelings impact the way you do business, and more importantly, how to thrive. You can only find that on denisechili.com. Click the courses tab and go to royalty. I'll also have a link in the show notes below. And if you haven't done so already, please follow me on Twitter, Denise Chili, where I will inspire, motivate, encourage you to be the best version of yourself. Denise Chili on Twitter. Okay, now let's get into today's episode. I was thinking about how do I close this owl in a nice and neat shiny red bow. Now, those who know me know that I like to have everything as organized as possible. But this whole idea of dealing with disappointments is a really messy emotion. When you think about disappointment, it's sadness. It's a little bit of potentially resentment or jealousy. If you see somebody else getting what you've been really eyeing for yourself or feeling that you're at fault or somebody else is at fault or maybe a little bit a mix of the two. I can't really summarize disappointments other than to say that there's always feelings behind the feelings of disappointment. It's not just, I wish it went my way. It also leaves a little bit of debris about what could have been or what should have happened. One of the things that I still think about myself in the whole area of disappointments is about 20 years ago. Gosh, I can't believe it's 20 years ago. Now I'm officially old if I, if I say this. I was engaged and my then fiance told me that I was better off working a full-time job instead of going to graduate school while he himself had a um, attended graduate school himself. And it was for a program, I guess it's neither here nor there at this moment. And I always, instead of getting that full ride, meaning the full scholarship to go to this particular graduate program, I decided to follow my heart and fall in love. 
And actually, both things didn't happen. I neither went to graduate school nor went to uh, pursued marriage with uh, my then fiance. But I will think about in the whole area of disappointment was disappointment in myself for not pursuing my own academic needs. But as I think about it now, my life took so many twists and turns that I honestly can't say that I can't go back and pursue this type of degree if I wanted to. But And actually, right now, it's the furthest thing from my mind in terms of that particular discipline. But those whole ideas, when we think of about disappointments, there's always so many things. It's almost as if we're trying to imagine what that alternate path would be. It reminds me of this movie for those of you guys who are within the older millennial generation or Gen X, you might remember the movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth Paltrow's character. They are showing two different realities where literally if she missed this train that was getting back to her boyfriend's house, she would have discovered her boyfriend was having an affair on her. Her 11 boyfriend was having an affair with her. Or if she did catch the train, yeah, the boyfriend's girlfriend the boyfriend uh, wouldn't get caught and just a different parallel, different realities about her finding a new love or her finding this new type of job and all this other stuff. We don't really know exactly what will go down. And I think for a lot of us, we believe as if we have this clairvoyance, this crystal ball, where as if the reason why things aren't happening is because our imagined stance of what could happen didn't materialize and actually that I know that was a really long intro to go into point number one is that we really need to drop this magical thinking and go into the coulda woulda shouldas and actually sit right now and ask ourselves in the present what are we learning from the experience what have we learned what tools did this experience give us that we never had before when I think about that particular uh, episode with my ex-fiance, I learned through the experience that I don't owe anyone anything if they're not my family. And being a fiance is not the same as being a, a husband. And that if I really wanted to pursue something that I know was going to be able to positively impact me and positively impact my community, then I just... Grabbing a job just for the heck of grabbing a job is not the way to do it. I want you to think about all the things that you have learned yourself. Think about all the things that you have grown emotionally, the ways that you have been able to be more mature. A lot of people go over things, around things, but never through things in terms of processing their emotions. I want you to write down every single emotion that you have been facing and then ask yourself, my goodness, as a result of this experience, I learned this or I now see that this is possible. And I'm not going to be this magical thinking where I expect myself or other people to always do the right things all the time. I think for a lot of people, including myself, expectations, unmet expectations are at the heart of dealing with disappointments. And 
how we can deal with unmet expectations is literally having an accurate view of what happened, dropping the drama around what could have, should have, would have done, thinking about how we have benefited and learned from the experience. And I think that will really help process it in a much healthier way than saying, this sucked, I hated it, and just languishing in those, I wouldn't call them negative feelings, because there's no such thing as a negative feelings. Feelings are just states of mind that alert us of what we need. I would say that we would not, I would say, in other words, that we would not stay in a state of mind that doesn't enable us growth, change, and possibilities, okay? I want us all to be forward-thinking people, and instead of getting stuck on, this person was a fault, I made a mistake, this is terrible, let's think about all the things that we have learned from it. And then when we're thinking from that creative standpoint of mind, and we're asking ourselves, in addition, what things were I expecting from myself or from that other person? A lot of times we feel disappointed on things that we've never even allowed ourselves to fully process. And then once we allow ourselves to really think through exactly what happened, more often than not, all the negative feelings that are associated with the event seem to dissipate. At least that's what has happened in my personal experience. Try it for yourself. Get a sheet of paper and literally just write down something that just majorly bugged you out in your work. Perhaps a client said that they were going to give you some important documentation in order for you to be on time for this deliverable that you have to do, and they they were delayed. Perhaps this was a great time for you to actually be clear on whether or not you were communicating what you needed to com- complete the task. Maybe you weren't sending messages in the way that they understood. I, I'm just, just spitballing here, just coming up with some ideas. Perhaps we got in a major, you got in a major fight with your partner. And when you think about reality, you were expecting your partner to do or say things that they never even thought they were obligated to say. And in your mind, you're thinking they're a meanie or they're always causing frustration. In reality, perhaps you were expecting way more and you never even communicated that expectation. Perhaps you were asking them to be mind readers. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I mean that's no other way for me to say it. You were expecting them to be a mind reader and thinking about all the ways that they were supposed to make you happy and make and they were going to be your chief enjoyment officer. And that's a lot of power to give to someone that you are betrothing your happiness, your fulfillment, your inner joy to someone who can't read minds. And and as you as I'm saying this it sounds ridiculous, but how often have we done this? How often have we given our power away, expected the world from everyone, including ourselves, and then when none of us rise up to the standard of deity status or being literally perfect then we shrink back down and we get upset and we get discouraged and we get angry. For a lot of us, this whole magical expectation feeling comes from partly from our culture. I was looking at this particular article and I 
I, I shouldn't confess I even read this particular article, so I'll just keep the details as vague as possible. But it was talking about a very popular 90s movie star. And the topic was about being told that she was she looked fat. What is fat these days? I don't even know anymore. The average dress size for a woman is 16. I think the average waist size for a man is is 30, 30 inches or 32, I don't know. Everything's just expanding but year by year. So I don't even know what's average, what's normal. But anyway, the conversation was about how this they were confronting fat shamers. And I thought to myself, why is there an article about this? Why are we having an article about this and how the actor actress was so upset about being shamed and how proud she was in her skin and her body and how she looked? And, my, and I was thinking to myself, what does it matter what some heckler trolls said on Instagram. What does it freaking matter? You Do you have the space and the energy and the bandwidth to deal with people who are clearly have nothing else to do in their lives other than to be critical and observant of your waistline measurements? And we get disappointed when we ask people to behave in ways that they've never signed up or even recognized that they were supposed to agree with that. Now, I'm just giving this as an example, but there's probably so many examples in our lives where we're getting disappointed, we're getting riled up and upset about things that people have never agreed to do. And that includes, and I hate to say this, but it's the truth, it also includes being mature, I know. You would think that adults would master the art of adulting, but unfortunately, that's not always the case. And part of adulting is keeping your side of the street clean. Let me explain what I'm talking about. And this is all about having you to deal with these disappointments because these concepts all link together. Now, imagine you're outside. If you Okay, let's say you're outside at your house, a physical house. I know that for some of you guys, you might be living in a townhouse or a condo or something like that, and you don't have lawn space. But let's just say, for giggle's sake, you live in a single family home with a, a beautiful, luscious lawn, and you are on top of your lawn care game. You fertilize it every quarter, you mow it every twice a week, you make sure that it's adequately watered, you make sure you hedge all the trims of your lawn and it just looks like something out of a scene of better homes and garden and you're just thinking it can't get better than this and then you look off to the distant maybe a house down or maybe a couple of houses down or perhaps even the house right in front of you and you're seeing someone who doesn't just have the lawn watered and the edges trimmed and the manicured experience but it looks as if it was out of a scene, out of a golf course. You know what I'm talking about? That golf course level, PGA, Professional Golf Association grade lawn, where it just literally looks as if you could literally comb it with your four, your literally comb with a comb, but the lawn, because it just looks so darn lush and beautiful. And here you are on your own pristine lawn that you have taken so much time and so much expectations to make it look good. And you're seeing somebody else who has something that looks even better than you have ever even seen, or even a thought was possible for a, a lawn in your neighborhood. And you're disappointed in yourself. And you tell yourself, oh, 
I can't believe my lawn doesn't look as good as my neighbor's lawn, that my, that PGA quality lawn. But here's the thing you don't know. They're using a different type of lawn more than you. Here's something else you didn't know. That, that neighbor that you have, he was a professional horticulturist for 25 years, and he also dabbled in gardening for the, on the side. Here's the thing. When we're disappointed, we're divorcing the facts from the fiction in terms of what is really going on versus what we think it's going on. In our minds, all we're looking at is the other people who has the bit of lawn. I'm just, just ride with me with this analogy because that's the best I got right now. We're just thinking to ourselves, oh my goodness, I'm inferior. I'm incapable. I thought I was doing my best and I'm disappointed when I see somebody else who looks like on the appearance that they've done next to nothing and has far more better results than you do. That's what I'm talking about with disappointments that we have imagined things that aren't necessarily real. And I'm guilty of this. I definitely can jump to some conclusions. And then based on those conclusions, it can, it could, guy can get disappointed and those disappointments can go into resentments or the resentments can fizzle into all sorts of crazy stuff. And I don't want that for you. And that's why if you're interested in working one-on-one with me, we can go down and talk a little about in the details how disappointments and resentments and all these insecurities have definitely caused so much other problems in your personal and or your professional life. Because I think for a lot of us, we think so much in within our head about what we should and shouldn't do that or what should and shouldn't be that we are totally divorced from what reality is. And I don't want that happening to you, okay? That's why it really helps to have someone that's not you, <laughs> that's not a friend because your friend's biased because your friend always just wants to say, you're doing great, yada, yada, yada. Someone who's not in love with you to give you an honest look at certain things and examine where you could have improved, where maybe you've had some faulty thinking, perhaps where there's some areas that need a little bit more reexamining so that you can be able to withstand the ebbs and flows of life. And that includes disappointments, Okay. And the last thing I want to share with you, and I think it's really important, is that this whole issue of measuring effort, not results. And again, this is one of those things that I I constantly think to myself where for me, I know when I've done a good job, when certain things snap into place, certain people show up on certain times, or I'm able to have certain things arrive on schedule. And those are always my products of my the results of my effort but not the measure of my effort for example if i wanted to lose a bunch of weight right i obviously can just hop on the gym 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 uh treadmill and just exercise for 45 minutes a day 6 days a week and just sip um, slim fast every other day, right? Or, every, or actually every meal rather, and then lose a whole bunch of weight. But in my mind is only just obsessed about just losing the weight. I lost the weight and it was a lot of effort, right? But the motivation was coming from a foul place as if I needed to literally rush my body into pure exhaustion depleted myself of all the nutrients from just eating regular food instead of slim fast shakes. I'm just giving that as an example. 
And instead of just working and through enjoying the process of naturally losing a pound or so a week. For a lot of us, we rush for the the gold medal. We rush for all these things and we're not allowing ourselves the experience of going through the motions of working through the things that we want. And surprise, surprise, all those people who... and I've done that myself, honestly. I'm giving that weight loss example who rush through and I try to lose all this weight all the time. And then somehow that five pounds they've lost actually ricochets back into 10 pounds, perhaps even 20 pounds. <laughs> you know, that's because we're measuring it all on our the effort that we do and not about analyzing how we're motivated and why we're motivated and our, sometimes the, our, our motivation can actually sabotage us if it's coming from a place of fear and anxiety, worry, insecurity, all those kind of stuff. And again, I can talk, we can talk a lot more about it in our private sessions if that's something that you want to dive a little bit more and understand how that has shaped your professional life, your work life, you know, all the other stuff. Because for a lot of us, those themes run parallel. The way that you come at hard and strong in your business life could be disrupting your family life because that's not really a healthy dynamic. Or vice versa, you could be slacking off in your family responsibilities and then t- transfer that same energy into your work. And then that causes some problems. And then the disappointments are, are popping up because you thought that as long as that you stayed cool and relaxed all the time, then... Things would just materialize the way you want. Those false, faulty expectations have ruined things. I'm just give, I'm just throwing out some of the many myriad of ways that we complicate our lives because our disappointments are twisting our reality, omitting facts, masking whether or not we're approaching things in a healthy way. And I want that for you to end if that's what you're struggling with because there's no way that you can really live a happy productive life being buried under insecurities and fears and yes even constant disappointments that's definitely things that need to be examined well let's review in total all that I've talked with you about I just Number one is I want you to stop this superhero level expectation, making sure that everything has to be perfect all the time. And I want you to examine what you've learned from the experience, what what good came out of it, what tools do you have that's different, okay? And that's part of clearing up the facts from the fiction. A lot of times in, when we're dealing with our disappointment, I gave the example of the perfect lawn versus even a more superior lawn, and the reality is of the matter is there's some other details that are omitted that we don't really know about. And lastly, I want you to actually examine your emotions behind the effort behind it. For a lot of times we have all these emotions that are driven by fear and anxiety and insecurities and all this stuff. And while it may yield short instant results in the long term, and it can actually hurt and harm us. And I don't want that happening to you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that kind of popped out in your head? Let me know. Send me a email at podcast at denisechile.com. And you can also use that same email address if you have any questions or comments. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.